Chapter 2 Joy arrives in a bright yellow Mini Cooper, a vehicle I didn't even know car rental agencies provided, with just a backpack as luggage. You travel light, is the first thing I say to her, which isn't very courteous, but I can't help it. I feel as though I need to make clear from the start that I don't fully agree with how my holiday is being rudely interrupted. No need for a lot of clothes here. Joy shoulders her backpack and walks briskly towards me. Good to see you, Alice. It's been ages. She opens her arms wide. Is she really expecting a hug? I can't even remember the last time I embraced someone. Before I even have a chance to think of an acceptable manner to refuse her hug, she's thrown her arms around me and pulls me close to her. I find this manner of greeting a mere acquaintance highly impertinent and squirm my way out of her impromptu cuddle quickly. When I take a step back, she looks at me funnily. Good grief, Alice. Do you have a funeral to attend or something? I did throw on black trousers as Joy's arrival time approached and cover my upper body with a cream silk blouse. Some of us like to dress properly, I retort, and let my glance roam over Joy's scantily clad body. She's wearing a tank top through which I can clearly see the contours of a black bra and a pair of shorts that barely covers her behind. She shrugs and heads into the house, dropping her backpack on the kitchen floor. Mum has given me instructions to not bother you and avoid you as much as possible. She opens the fridge door and peers inside. I promise I'll go grocery shopping tomorrow, but the food on the plane was horrible and I'm starving. She turns to me, the fridge door still open, and gagging for a dip in that pool. She steps a little farther into the coolness of the wide-open fridge door. Oh, gosh, that feels good. Have you lost your mind? I want to ask. Has your mother not taught you how to save energy and behave responsibly? But I've never been very adept at communicating my inner emotions, and I never had much need to. Take whatever you want, I say instead. I'll be in my room. Thanks, Joy shouts after me. Already the effects of the one day of unwinding I got to enjoy are undone. A tightness has crept back into my muscles, and my brain is going into overdrive, coming up with ways to make the best of the situation. I lie on my bed, the French windows open to the pool area, and leaf through a Lee Child book absent-mindedly producing no results. The next five days with joy will simply be one of those occurrences in life I'll have to suffer through. Silently, of course, because that's what I do. I hear stumbling in the adjoining room. There's another bedroom on the other side of the house, but it doesn't lead directly to the pool area. I do hope joy will at least have good enough manners not to make too much noise during the night. A little later, I see two legs appear in my field of vision. They're supple, their skin unblemished by age, and they patter to the pool. When I let my glance drift upwards, along a piece of fabric that can hardly be called a pair of bikini bottoms, I can't believe what I see. Joy's back is bare. There's no sign of any string across her back. All I see is naked flesh. I don't have time to ponder this further because with a neat splash, Joy dives into the pool. Shocked, I sit up. Is this how she intends not to bother me? The nerve of this girl. I have to stop myself from reaching for my phone and calling Miranda.
But all of this is Miranda's fault in the first place. And what is she going to do? Call her daughter and tell her to put on a top? That's even more unlikely than me joining Joy in the pool when she's dressed like that. My eyes are still trained on the surface of the pool. Not because I want to see, but because I haven't been able to look away. So stupefied am I with Joy's choice of non-dress. All of a sudden, her head bursts through the surface of the water. Her face slick and her hair wet, and she rests her arms on the edge. Are you going to take those funeral clothes off today, or what? She plasters a self-satisfied grin on her face. So much for my privacy. Perhaps I should move to the room at the back of the house, so she can't look into my bedroom every time she goes for a swim. I'm still too stunned to speak. Thank goodness her arms are just resting on the edge, and her nude torso is hidden from my view. The water.